0: It's just complicated. More, go. It's just complicated. More, go.
1: More, go. Let's go. It's the hottest podcast in Florida oh, oh, oh. With the beautiful host Megan Toya. Oh, oh, oh. Got all the gossip, trending topics, whatever you need, you know who to rock with. Megan Toya, going take care of you. Don't be shy, they won't embarrass you.
0: If you need advice. Call it Welcome to the fourteenth episode of It's Just Complicated podcast. It's your girl Meg and your girl T Mac. So, uh, okay, well, first of all, this weekend was crazy. But before that, let's talk about um what's been going on during within the last week. Meg, <laughs> <laughs> you know me, my life is non entertaining. But uh, what day was it? it was, um, a lot last Tuesday. Like, I don't know, like once a month or I don't know, a lot, or maybe a lot of times a month. I just feel like the weight of the world is crashing down on me and like nothing good is going right. Even when it comes to my clothes. So like the little things will annoy me. And on Tuesday, I just got so fed up. Like I was like, I start looking for new jobs in different states and I'm like, I'm over this shit. And then I get to work and I get this email from one of the salespeople I used to work with in Palm Beach um, a couple years ago who now works here. And she's like, oh, I just asked your boss if you can do a remote for us, which is like a remote is strictly for on air talent, which I'm not. And, like, you go to, well, my remote will be at Publix. And, like, you go there and you just interact with the listeners and you're live on air. But it's, like, I always work myself up and get so frustrated with my situation. And then it's, like, God really hears my cries or he's just, like, annoyed with me. And it was, like, here, girl, (laughs) chill the fuck out. So that was my week.
1: I don't even know. It's honestly, I've been on the move so much because I've been out of town just about every weekend that it seems like I don't even know what day is what part of what week. <laughs> um, but I don't even know what happened this week. I just been going. I don't say I've been going through a lot, but I've just been trying to um, get all my ducks in a row. Yeah. Um. So I can get the hell out of here. Um, My job is still getting on my nerves, but that's neither here nor <laughs> there. Oh, I've been taking the train to work because I'm.
0: Oh, yeah. Tell us about that.
1: So it's really not that bad. So I've been taking the palm. What's it called? Palm train? No, it's not called that. The tri rail. I don't know what oh, the hell yeah. I'm talking about. The Palm train is the bus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been taking the tri rail to work. Uh huh. And I have to take two trains. So I have to take the tri rail. From Boynton Beach to the Metro Transfer Station. And then I get on the Metro Rail, which drops me off right by my job. Oh, wow. And it's not bad. Um, it's actually like it's nice and cold on both um, trains. And it's not like crazy people. Like, it's, it's A lot of people, I honestly am like, damn, I should have been looked into Taking the train, yeah, as communi- um, as transportation, right? Because it's very convenient and it's um not expensive. Like when I think about it, as far, well, when I, I did the math, I basically save about like at least, really, I save like a hundred dollars a week. Oh wow! Because when I think about it, me driving from Palm Beach. To um, me driving from Palm Beach to Miami, I have to fill up on gas about every three days. Mm-hmm. So a week is five days. So basically I have to fill up twice yeah. in one a week. So that's $50. And then I, of course, take the um, express lanes. And in the morning, the express lanes are expensive. Mm -hmm. And like I don't have an option to not take the express lanes because getting stuck in that traffic adds an additional hour to my already hour and a half commute. So in tolls, I pay like I probably pay $45 a week. So that's basically another 50. So I I pay $100 a week to get to to and from work. So that's basically what $400 a month. Yeah, and then um with the palm, I don't know why I keep saying Palm <laughs> Tran with the Tri Rail. Yeah, I um, I can do well. My job is part of their employee discount program. Oh, good. So it's a hundred and twenty dollars a month for unlimited oh. rides, like every day of the week. You're saving tons of money, <laughs> right? And um, I I did the math like. I looked at my. Even when I lived in Miami, I'm mm. still saving money. Like it's still less money than when I lived in Miami and I was driving to work. Wow. So, and I mean, it's a. The one thing I will say, it is kind of a long commute. I, I end up being on the trains for about two hours. Mm-hmm. By I me, mean, I'm not driving, so that's good. However, by the time I get to work, I'd be like, "Damn, isn't the day about over?" Because I have to, I have to wake up earlier and leave my house earlier. In order to get on the train at a decent time, so because like it, usually I would leave my house at like eight thirty, but if I leave my house at eight thirty, I would have to catch the nine twenty two train, which would mean I wouldn't get to work till like eleven thirty. Whereas, um if I were to just drive, I would get to work at ten o'clock. Right. I mean, either way, I'm still late to work, but <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this job. So, I mean, and. I ain't gonna lie I've been taking the 922 train for the for the whole week oh my god <laughs> but, no, I mean ain't nobody about to say nothing to me so I don't care but anyway
0: <laughs> you're like late yes <laughs> and, and I leave early oh so honestly
1: hair. for the past week I've been at work for like four hours cause I get there at like 11 ish and then I leave around four ish Good Lord. But anyway. Employee of the month
0: over here. (laughs) Your girl. Right. Put
1: my picture on the wall. But um, I forget what I was going to say. But yeah. So I take the train and say, oh. But when I get there, since I'm waking up early and I'm on the train, by the time I get there, I've already spent about four and a half hours. So when I get to work, I feel like I've been busy for about five hours. So I'm like, damn, it's only 11 o'clock. I'm ready to go home already. My cousin used to work at... um, apple and
0: and wherever it is in California, but they would count they would have like a bus or a train or whatever, and the people who work there could like work on their work during their commute, and they would count that as like their work hours
1: see. That's legit.
0: But it's Apple, so...
1: Right. And the thing is, the train says it has Wi-Fi. Like, all over the train, it says Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. Yeah. But guess who cannot connect a Wi-Fi on the train? You. Exactly. Do do you see people, like, doing work? No, I mean, I see people sleep Mm -hmm. and listening to music. I like reading books. I heard
0: they have, like, snacks and stuff on there, too. Okay,
1: you're thinking of, um... What's it called? The yellow thing. Brightline. Oh, I thought that was it. No, it's completely different. Oh. So I looked into taking Brightline, bitch. It's expensive? It's expensive. It's like $300 a month. Wow. So they have like two different programs. They have like one program where you spend like $400 a month and that gives you access any day of the week. Yeah. And then like the $300 only gives you um, unlimited rides for weekdays. I'm not rich. So that's not going to happen. But wow. it is it's a faster commute because Brightline only has three stops. Mm-hmm. So it just, it goes West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. So it's uh like, it'll literally only, I'll literally only be on the train for like 45 minutes an hour versus wow. the two hour and the, at the transport trains and all that bullshit. But like I said, it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, you're driving. saving so much money. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for my week. I'll get into more things when I go to take a shot.
0: Well, yeah. So let's talk about um our weekend adventure. Well, I guess just our Saturday night adventure uh, at the Stroke Club.
1: <laughs> so honestly, I feel like y'all didn't have a good time. I had a great time. I mean, I was chilling. I was vibing. I knew what to expect when I went to both places. So we went to Tootsie's and we went to G5. Yeah. I knew both places was going to be. I knew both places were going to be a vibe. So, you know, I was prepared for, like, a vibe. I wasn't prepared to be, like, twerking, shaking my ass, and crazy. I was just going to be vibing. So I enjoyed myself, but I feel like you and your sister did not. Okay, well, yeah, it was my, um. well, this
0: is my first time ever going out to a club with my little sister, who's 21. And it was her first time at a strip club. I don't know. Like, I didn't have a bad time. I guess I just didn't understand the vibe. I don't, it was just, yeah, it was literally, like, a vibe. <laughs> like, you know how people just stand around at block parties? Yeah. That's
1: the vibe. Yeah, it was a vibe. Like, you you just, you have to be in, like, a mellow chill. Yeah, and I was tired.
0: It was late. Yes, but... I think she had a good time, maybe. I don't know.
1: Well, first of all, she was scared of the strippers. I mean, I was, too, when I first started going to strip <laughs> <the> club. <laughs> so, uh, 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 some young man, well, his ass was probably wasn't young, but some man... Um, he saw us sitting by the bar, and he got us drinks. And he was—I told him that it was Meg's sister's first time. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh no, I'm I'm telling the story wrong." He's bought us drinks, and he was like, "Y'all don't want a dance?" And I said, "Oh, it's her first time at a strip club." Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna get her a dancer," and I'm like, "Yes, let's get her a dancer." And she's like freaking out. She's like, "No, no, no!" And I had a moment where i actually felt bad because i could tell she was like being dead ass serious with (laughs) her like no toya for real like don't do it and i kept pressing the issue and i kind of felt bad um but then i was like fuck it she'll thank me later I think
0: it was like a sensory overload for her because you got to understand where we're from, like a small ass town. We're not seeing like fake ass naked bodies. And and then like the music, she doesn't even listen to that type of music. So it was probably just like, and then I just felt like a babysitter. I felt like I couldn't have a good time because I was making sure like nobody is fucking kidnapping her or like she's not drinking too much. It was just... It's a lot of pressure. I don't think I can go out with her anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did feel like you were being a babysitter. And I, I felt the need to tell you that I was okay throughout the night because I felt like you were concerned. I was. I get really
0: concerned. That's why. I don't. I just feel like there's always somebody who should just be like the person yeah but the emergency person especially if everybody's driving like if none of us would have been driving and we would have just all gotten an uber i would have had a good time like Mm -hmm. i did at the day party
1: but it just because i mean we definitely were able to get drinks like everything was we had the resources necessary yeah but megan just kept asking for water and okay so we did get a dancer she danced on me mainly yeah um and the, doc, the dude was nice enough to give us ones to throw at her. Yeah. Um, she did twerk on your sister a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was just so funny. She was just like, just completely lost. But I have a problem. And what is the problem? <laughs> so, guys kept coming up to us asking if we wanted a drink. Right. And I didn't want a drink, I wanted food. So I would be like, I don't want to drink. I want food. And they'll be like, oh, no, I ain't buying you food. I'll get you a drink, though. But my thing is, what I want to eat costs $10. What I want to drink costs $12. Like, what's the fucking difference? One dude was like, no, if I buy you food, that's like romantic. If I buy you a drink, that's just like whatever. But in my head, either way, you're, you're willing to spend that money. So why does it matter what you spend that money on?
0: They probably want to buy you a drink so you'll get fucked up and be interested. There were so many lame men there last night. Right. Like Everywhere. And I didn't even, like, usually I'll just do a short conversation. No. I was just, like, annoyed. Like, I wasn't even talking to them. And then they would just stand there. So now we're all just standing here looking <laughs> at each other.
1: Right. And I remember... um well, I kept telling Megan, like, I have to make sure I make things work with my man friend because the grass is not greener on the other side. It's a
0: whole bunch of lame motherfuckers like, out here. Like, it is
1: not worth it. I can't. And then there was some nigga, he had contacts in his eyes. And by contacts, I mean colorful contacts. And I'm like, what is you doing? You was a grown-ass man with colored contacts. Like, we don't do that. Right. We stopped doing that in, like, early 2000s. And then I had tried it edible. I mean, like... First of all, Megan, first of all, as usual, I had to kind of, you know, kind of give Megan a motivational push to go out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have already written on my planner that yesterday, I mean, that Saturday was a do-nothing day.
1: I mean, you still did nothing, kind of. (laughs) So she was like, okay, I'm down. Make sure you bring the edibles. And I'm like, I already got them on deck. Then when I give her one, she's like, "Oh my god, I'm scared." Girl. I'm like, "What? You, you told me to bring it."
0: I know I was scared,
1: but I was prepared because I knew I wanted to be on a vibe. The edible had me on a vibe. I uh, that's it's still me. I no. So what did you think? They're not
0: for me. I just felt stuck, and then at one point, everything <laughs> was funny. <laughs> like I we laughed for like. Five minutes straight. <laughs> Somebody walked by with weed. But I don't know if any of y'all explored, like, the trap when you were younger. But, like, you can smell, like, what crack smells like. So, w- so when he walked by, I got a whiff of what he was smoking. And it wasn't straight weed. Like, that shit was dirty. So I'm like, who is smoking crack in here? Like, it is the most... Sm- I'm sure people know what I'm talking I about. I never.
1: I don't know what the fuck it's crack smells horrible. like. Horrible, <laughs> bitch! What the <laughs> fuck? I listen. I have had a lot of experiences. <laughs> I have seen people sell crack. I've seen people make crack. I've been. That's on, what I'm saying. It I've smells like that. Nah, I don't know what crack smells like. Like I've seen like the little, um, like the rock, like the solid rock. So haven't, you haven't seen somebody make it then? I've seen someone make it on Facetime.
0: Okay. Like I was on Then time you were, Doug, uh, you're and they like were making it. If you were
1: there, you would have smelt it and it does not smell good. So you've been in the trap house while they've been making crack. Yes. Megan has lived a whole life. <laughs> I have no idea what crack smells like, okay? It just smells fucking tr- horrible. Well, you smelled it last night, and that's why I freaked out. Listen, all I know is I just heard Megan talking about <laughs> saying something about crack, and I said, what? Crack? And then she said it so loud, the
0: guy was telling so me, I'm like,
1: oh, my God. I'm like, who's smoking crack? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> And then... <laughs> And Megan just started dying laughing. <laughs> her sisters looking at us like we're crazy.
0: I couldn't stop laughing.
1: But the thing is about edibles when you're laughing uncontrollably uncontrollably like I'm actually scared cuz I feel like I'm laughing so hard that I'm about to go into cardiac arrest. <laughs> Like, I feel like I cannot breathe because I'm laughing so hard. Like, I can't, like, I'm not able to go through the proper breathing cycle because I'm laughing so hard. (laughs) And so then I start laughing because I'm low key freaking out that I'm about to die. (laughs) (laughs) And then it makes me laugh even harder. And now I'm like, I'm going to die from a laugh attack. Like, how do you explain that to somebody?
0: Yeah. But all last night, I just felt stuck. I don't like feeling like that.
1: Yeah, and then um, some dude had called us over to their section. Um, I guess it was one of Megan's people's.
0: No, <laughs> it was it was Papakie's friends, but I don't think they recognized me because I had my wig on. So he was just like, "Oh, you work with Keith I'm like I'm like, "I like we see each other literally all the time."
1: Listen, I'm gonna have to exploit Megan's little sister because she's light skinned with a nice body. So, and then Megan's light skin. I mean. It was like, Damn, I don't have
0: a nice body. <laughs> what
1: you do? I mean, it's not like your sister's Whoa. shit. Truth be told. What? And your sister got all that goddamn hair. Like, I'm going to have to exploit her. But anyway, no, We're
0: not going out with her anymore.
1: That's fine. I'm <laughs> like a I might have to, babysitter. I might have to take her out on the sly without Megan. But I did not like him. So basically, when I said I wanted to get something to eat. He was like, oh, what you gonna eat? And I said, I'm gonna get the Jamaican jerk pasta. And he was like, oh, how old are you? And I said, how old do I look? And he was like, 23. And I was like, oh, thank you. But I'm 26. And he was like, oh, well, you might as well be 23 ordering the Jamaican jerk. I mean, ordering the pasta. And I'm like, what's wrong with ordering the pasta? He was like, you don't order pasta in the club. You get that to go. You should be ordering shrimp or something, something. I'm like, I'm ordering what I want. First of all, I want pasta. First of
0: all, this man has a whole ass wife. (laughs) So I wasn't even trying to have a conversation with him. We were like legit (laughs)
1: arguing because he was like, "Um, you don't want to be in no club eating um, and a nigga looking at you and you eating pasta. (laughs) And I'm like, first of all, if a nigga all up in my mouth while I'm eating pasta, I hope he enjoys it because he needs to mind his own goddamn business. Like, it's not like I'm about to be like, like and in the club and with the pasta. The
0: pasta. pasta you ordered, I think he was speaking of more like spaghetti style
1: pasta, but he I mean, everybody knows what the with the oh, jerk chicken I, like. That was my the first jerk time. chicken pasta at G5 is like Rigatoni. a standard. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's it's like how the wings are at Top Flight. Mm-hmm. are like the peri what, what are the periwinkle wings at coco's like there's certain things you get when you go to certain places uh-huh. and um the jerk chicken pasta at g5 that's a staple so first of all i don't understand and then i don't want shrimp if i wanted to order shrimp i would have got shrimp if i wanted to order wings i would have got wings and regardless of what i eat it's not gonna be cute while i'm eating it like i can't eat wings cute Even if I eat shrimp, I can eat that shit cute. It's still going to be all over my fingers. Yeah. Like, if you're not paying for it, don't tell me what I should and should not eat. And then don't try the nerve to try and make it seem like I'm young because I want pasta. Like, that pissed me off. I did not like him.
0: Yeah, I don't even, I don't really know them for real. I just know them because they're always here. He always has that damn Rolls Royce. Like, it's just, I don't know. Those aren't my people. (laughs) <laughs> what yeah it was just a whole bunch of lame
1: we just need to have a girls club i don't know <laughs> but all in all i still had a good time let me tell you megan really is a thug though because like there'll be some songs that came on that i've like never heard before she'll be in her corner rapping it and i'm like i don't know what is on megan's itunes but
0: <laughs> well i have some That nice she clothes. probably learned
1: them songs smelling crack in the trap house smelling
0: crack <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyways, let's take a sip. Your man, Joe Biden.
1: Crazy Uncle Joe. Yes. Running for president. (laughs) Well, he finally announced that he's running for presidency. And if you have not seen um, who's running for um, for presidents for the Democrats, it's everybody and they uncle. Yeah,
0: my neighbor is actually running.
1: Like, literally, there's like 20 people running for president. Um,
0: it was so fun.
1: Just for Democrats. Yeah. Usually it's like 20 people total, but it's like just Democrats alone, there's like 20 people.
0: So my neighbor is actually running for president and we ran into his wife and um, Benji was like, oh, good luck on the campaign. Campaign. And she starts laughing. I'm like, well, damn, like way to support your man. <laughs> But there was this one joke from Sheryl Underwood, and she's like, if your man wants to be an astronaut, let him be an astronaut. So I guess that's what she's doing.
1: <laughs> right. But it's a lot of people that I now have to, like, figure out, like, pay attention, figure out their platform to vote. Um, well, doesn't
0: it? Don't they have to, um, like, be nominated by the Democratic Party, though? Like, the yeah. DNC? So it's not actually going to be 30 people. I'm just going to wait till they narrow all that shit down. And then I'll look into it because
1: these 30 people. We got a gay man. We got some white women. We got a black woman. We got some black men. We got one some old man.
0: men. Oh, Cory no, Booker's two black. black. Yeah. I forgot
1: about Cory Booker. I know. We all did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bernie the- Sanders. Jesus. Please let his dream happen. i don't like, <laughs> like, how many times? Third or second? Give him, at least give him a house in the White House. Like a A room, room, something Something. where he dies, Lord. But yeah, that um, I mean, it's just gonna be interesting how the news cycle is gonna work once Donald Trump is out of office. Um, I usually try to be optimistic, but I honestly feel like Donald Trump may win again, and I only say that because this past four years he's still been on the. I mean, not his past two years, he's still been on the campaign trail. Mm. He's been campaigning since he got into office facts and his events are still sold out. There's nobody swaying his core followers.
1: Well, that's the problem. I feel like instead of the Democrats trying to really create a, a like one or two or three strong candidates to go against Donald Trump, it's like everybody's running and it's like that's the problem. When you have too many people running, yeah, it splits the parties and then you don't you have too many people with too many different platforms. And so now you have like this person over here who has one aspect you like, and this person over here who has one aspect you like versus having two or three people who have platforms and you like multiple things on each of their yeah. platforms. So now it's like but with Donald Trump We've already had him, so we already know what to expect, and we already know what his platform may look like and what it can evolve to, versus you have no idea what these 20 motherfuckers are about to bring. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's confusing. I could see how if you voted for Donald Trump and might have regretted it, how you may consider voting for him again because it still doesn't seem like the next option is going to be a better option. right? And- you, we want a better option, not just another option. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll we see. shall see. Make sure y'all hoes get registered to vote,
0: please. Um, what's what else? Being Mary Jane, I watched the Being Mary Jane series twice, like the full thing. Um, why'd you watch it twice? It
1: hit you that deep.
0: It's just really good. I'm one of those people who, like, loves quotes. And, obviously, if you watch Being Mary Jane, you know that she she loves loves quotes. quotes. Like, I love quotes. Like, I've always been that, like, quote person. So, I think we have a lot of similarities. Um, So, I don't know. It just, sometimes it's just really relatable.
1: Well, I watch Being Mary Jane. So, I'll tell you this. If you're not a big being Mary Jane fan or you fell off for some seasons, Mm -hmm. you do not need to be completely caught up to watch the season finale. I promise you the season finale, not season, the series finale finale is like a movie. It gives you enough background information for you to kind of follow along. And it gives you enough current information where you don't feel lost. So I watched it. I'm probably like two seasons behind and it was really good and i will say for the longest i felt like i was that mary jane yeah. i am mary jane you know i'm a aspiring journalist i'm really trying to put my career ahead of me and you know i do wonder am i going to get that family am i going to get that husband am i going to be able to have kids you know i'm not there to the point where i should where i'm considering you know like freezing my eggs or You know, would I do, would I have a sperm donor? Because I'm still young and I still have a good chance to meet a man and have a baby the natural way. Right. But, you know, that's something. The way my life is going now, I wouldn't be surprised if it does travel down that road. And it's like those are big decisions that you have to make as an adult. And it also is conflicting religiously because... Is that a sin if you have a child from a sperm donor and you're not married like it's it's a lot, yeah, um,
0: I also <clears throat> like the friendship aspect of it. I've always been one of those people who just had like a couple friends and then like one main good friend like Mary Jane had with um Kara, so I just I like seeing the relationship grow and even though even when they would be at odds with each other. Like, they will always come back to each other. I think their relationship on, this, on the show may be one of the best relationships of the show.
1: Well, I will say one thing I liked about the relationship is that it just shows that it's quality over quantity. Right. Because that one girl who she was friends with for forever, who slept with her man. Oh, and who killed and who herself. Was, yeah. Yeah like, yeah, like, they were friends. For forever. Right. But you see their friendship wasn't as strong as her and Kara's. And I also find it amazing because you never know who you're going to be able to confide in in life and where you're going to run into that person where you'll feel like it's going to be a safe place. Right. And I'm pretty sure when they met at work, they didn't think that they would be where they are at now. Exactly. But let's get into how Mary Jane couldn't find a man for... Four seasons and then all of a sudden she got two niggas proposing to her. Not one, but two. But
0: she's always had a lot of men. It's not that she, she couldn't always find had a, a lot of sex. Yeah. It's not that she couldn't <laughs> find a man. It's not like she they were keep hiding. One. She couldn't really keep one. And I think a lot of it has to do with um her career. Her career and also expecting someone who's perfect. Right. And the whole thing with Mary Jane, we see how imperfect she is. Like, she's not perfect at all. Like her like the outside looking in, she she looks great. She has an amazing career. She has money, a nice car and a house, but she's not like a perfect person, and sometimes she wasn't a good person at all. Right. So I don't know. Like, yeah, the keeping the man aspect.
1: But it makes it tricky because It's hard. I do feel like you can love. I feel like you could be in love with more than one person at a time. And I do feel like you can have a deep love for more than one person in your life. But I do feel like there's always going to be one love that's a little stronger. So it's, it's hard to figure out, like, who is really someone that I could see me loving for the rest of my life. Right. Because both men were good options, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but I ain't gonna lie. I did not like how he. I feel like, as much as men don't like to admit it, they are r- very sensitive, very like extremely sensitive, and they are just not understanding. They want you to be understanding the, to their feelings, but when. It's you and your feelings they want that's that's when they want to be a man and be like well you can't dwell on things. Right. Throw some dirt on it, get over it. But when it comes to them you have to be understanding. And it's as a woman it's really hard to play that role because you want to be able to express your feelings too and you want to feel like you're heard and you want to feel like, you know, how you feel is being considered. But men are so sensitive that lots of times you have to cover up your feelings and just be the man for your man, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was shown with Justin and being Mary Jane because I feel like I feel like the way he reacted when he found out that she um, went ahead with having a child, yeah, was very selfish because as, like, I mean, I'm if I spoil it for you, too bad, but. <laughs> As we know, like she, he walked out on her. Yeah, how like and she don't got time to waste. You right. know what I mean? Like she's not in her hip twenties where she could wait another five years. So for you to be upset and want to walk out on her because she just chose to have a child, right? And then for him to be like, if you had a one night stand, I that I could understand, but the fact that you had a thought out process. Like what you sound to me. I was like, you sound crazy and you sound selfish and you're being a little bitch. Which I eventually he realizes because he comes back around, but that's neither here nor there.
0: But uh, I guess it was a good finale. I was expecting more. I don't know. I just wish the show wouldn't go off. I feel like I still need the show to be on. But that's just me being selfish, I guess.
1: It's all right. My show will be coming to a TV near you soon. Give me about five, ten years. And it'll be better.
0: Hopefully my life isn't in shambles at <laughs>
1: point. <laughs> well, if it is, it might be featured in, the, in this TV show. You might get your own character. Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> it's going to be like,
1: um, you know how in Best Man, how he wrote that book? Yeah. And he thought he made it where nobody would be able to figure out who's who? Right. That's how my TV show is going to be.
0: Well, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's take a shot. I'm going to take a shot today to accountability. My birthday is in sixty two days. And I Woo-hoo. just like to I just always like to look good for my birthday. Shout out to all the crabs. Cancers. Cancer season. The best season. Um, I just always like to look good for my birthday. So these next sixty two days are gonna be very What is it? What's the word? Um Stressful. I don't know. Not stressful, <laughs> but like dedicated I don't know whatever the word is
1: (laughs) that's wonderful what are you taking a shot to so I'm taking a shot to anxiety okay so I've been having a lot of anxiety lately and it's crazy because like I google anxiety and I'm like okay I'm not I'm not that far deep you know my heart's not pounding excessively I don't feel like I'm about to have a stroke like i'm not i'm able to breathe but it just feels like my chest is just caving in like there's like like something so sur- surrounding my heart that's like making it pump in an awkward way and i don't know it's just i keep getting these like just feel and I, only way i can describe it is anxiety i don't know what else it yeah would so be. anxiety comes in many different
0: forms it doesn't have to be to the end of the spectrum that you were talking about it can just be like overthinking a lot or thinking the worst so yeah what you're feeling is definitely anxiety
1: but do you know why it's it's a lot and it's Uh like the thing is it comes it comes like at random like i'll randomly be driving and i'll just get Of, like, that anxiety feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I start to overthink because then I'm like, why am I feeling like this? And then I start thinking about reasons why I could be getting like, it's random. And it's been driving me crazy. And then another thing, I mean, I know I spoke before about me not being able to cry. Yeah. But I also think that that stems from it too because I get these moments where I want to cry and it's like, I feel my eyes like wanting to water. Like I can't even explain how it might sound crazy. I can't. Cause I didn't really explain it because my eyes don't get watery, but they feel like they're about to water, and like I get a sense of emotion as if I'm about to cry. So it's like I'm. I prepare to cry, but I don't cry. So when's the last time you cried, and what was it about? When I watch This Is Us to remember. Okay, but before long time, that,
0: like real life. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like that's the thing. Like when I, I, I can't. It's like I'm not in touch with my emotions. And so I feel like I get anxious because I have all these built up emotions inside of me that I'm not able to release. And that's what causes the anxiety. So I'm going to ask
0: you a question. Um, when your mom passed away, did you get therapy or anything like that? No. Do you feel like <laughs> that's like the last time you really...
1: No, cause I didn't really cry when she passed away. Oh. I like... I. I I'm telling you, like, I just... I don't know I don't know where this disconnect with my emotions came about. But or maybe so it's
0: something that could have been said to you when you were younger or somebody telling you don't cry about that or it's not a big deal that could be still stuck in your like subconscious thoughts or I don't anything know, like that. But
1: like I'm completely disconnected. Cause like I said, there's times where like people will say things to me or stuff will happen and like I feel sad. Like I feel I have, I get those feelings, but it's like, I can't, um, show them. And then lots of times, like people feel disconnected to me because when they're trying to explain, like, I remember one time me and my best friends, we got into a really heated argument and everybody was crying except for me. And they felt like, they felt like I didn't care because I was the only one not crying, but I just couldn't cry. It wasn't that I didn't care, but I just couldn't cry. And so it was like a lot of times the current emotion that I should be feeling is not what I'm showing, but that doesn't mean I'm not feeling it. I just don't know the proper way to express it. And then it causes that causes other problems because then people start to feel like I'm disconnected to the situation, but I'm actually very connected. I just can't express it's it's complicated. No and I, then, like, as you can see, just how I'm explaining it, that's how I feel inside my chest and that's I start getting anxiety. <laughs> I really think you
0: should
1: see a um a therapist though. But then I think like my issues aren't then I I'll go then I go to the other side of the spectrum where I'm like, Well, my issues aren't even that deep. Like I'm gonna go see a therapist. I'm gonna go see a therapist because my chest uh hurts a little bit no, every now and then. When there's people out here really like tripping on shit and they don't even have the ability to talk to somebody so then i'm like i overthink me seeing a therapist because i feel like i don't deserve to see one because no, my needs aren't but as big just because
0: your issues may seem smaller than real world issues or however you want to put it doesn't mean that what you're feeling is anything less than what you should be f- or anything more anything less than what you should be feeling um, When I went to therapy, the guy diagnosed me with severe anxiety. I mean, I feel, I mean, yeah, I have bad days, like I was saying, like, last Tuesday. But for the most part, I'm okay. But it is when that anxiety comes on, I feel like you, or how you're describing you feel, except for mine obviously has more tears. <laughs> but... It's okay to first of all it's okay to feel those things and everybody has issues and your issues should feel big to you because you should they should feel so big they should make you want to change or make the situation change. And I really think you do need to see a therapist. I think everybody needs to see a therapist, not trying to diagnose you or anything, right. but
1: But then I also feel like what if it's a scam? What if it's a hoax? Like I go there and then they diagnose me with something and then they try to take me to make me take all these medicines and
0: but you don't have to take those medicines like there's so many like natural supplements you just have to do the research um because yeah I mean they put me on anxiety medicine and it makes me feel like how I felt last night like I'll just be stuck like who wants to feel stuck all day
1: right but that's the thing like I'm starting to get (laughs) I'm starting to get my anxious feeling in my chest now but it's like i really feel like i'm fine like i don't think i have a problem i just think i need to learn how to connect to my emotions and that's a but that's a
0: problem <laughs> no i'm being so serious and there's so many exercises you can do to alleviate some of that anxiety like when i'm in bed at night my anxiety hits like a brick so what do i do like some people do the thing where you and look at and name five things. Like, okay, there's a door. There's a light. There's a TV. There's a board. There's a phone. And that helps with their anxiety. What helps with my anxiety is counting down from 100. Because I, I usually never make it that far. Because my mind is so... I mean, I make it. But, like, I count down from 100. And then the things that I'm thinking, that my anxiety is thinking, they kind of diminish. Because I'm so focused on counting down that... The anxiety kind of, like, leaves my head, and then I'm like, okay, I can go to sleep now. But what you have, I don't want to be like, you have a
1: problem, (laughs) but you do
0: have something that you need to resolve. Yeah.
1: Well, I know what helps with me, like, when I start feeling anxious, I just breathe. Yeah. And that's why I was so glad with my Apple Watch, because it actually comes with the breathing app. Uh And, like, that's very helpful, because I just got to, like, I just got to, like, breathe through it. I feel like when I breathe through it, it releases the tension in my chest but i don't know i'll figure it out because i hope you do i hope i don't want it to get i want to be on your ass no because it's not a good
0: feeling and if you can if you can do something about it you definitely should
1: right and i want to be able to have a full range of emotions yeah like i feel like my emotions are equivalent to florida seasons like i just got to mm-hmm. like you know florida just got hot and it got really hot but you do feel the emotions. You need a full display of them. Because if
0: you feel sad, if you feel angry, if you feel happy, if you feel just regular, regular, those are emotions. You just, you just feel a lack of displaying them.
1: Right. I'm not able to exp- like. I have the same expression for all of them. Yeah. And it causes a problem in my relationships. Like in my. Personal relationships and my social relationships yeah. and my you know love life because I can't display how I'm feeling, which is like how I said on the last episode how I say what's on my mind but I don't say how I feel. But that's neither here nor there, <laughs> Ciao. So moving forward, one of another reasons why I am getting anxiety is because I am preparing for a big move. Yeah, and I think it's important to discuss how to prepare for a big move and why you should try to get out of your current situation. Yeah. So first things first, let's talk about the frustration. So as um you were saying before, Megan, yeah. how like, you know, sometimes you feel stuck. Right. I feel like that's the first sign that you need to change. Yeah. When you feel like you're stuck and you're like, you're in a box and but you can't just, go any other way.
0: It's that trying to figure out if you feel stuck or if you're just running, because I'm a runner. Like, if something doesn't, if something or someone doesn't feel right to me, like I'm chucking up the deuces. Right. So, what gets me confused is okay, is what really happening to me right now, is it really that bad and I should leave? Or is what's happening to me, am I over exaggerating it and I'm just trying to get out of it because right. I feel like I deserve more? And, but this is only like the stepping stone of my journey. Like I'm trying to figure out where I am right. is in my this, journey. Is this
1: something that's going to add to your testimony and be part of your testimony? Or is this something that is going to alter and change yeah. your testimony? And I mean, cause we're all going to go through trials and tribulations right. and that's one thing about growing and having different experiences is you have to know what is a character builder and what is a, character changer and by character changer meaning like what's going to bring you out of your character right and not be good for you and there's different things and sometimes they're um dressed the same but they're going to have different outcomes right
0: because when i left alabama in alabama i had a full-time job i was on air and i was also an assistant program director full-time vacation my own office i came back here and it's like bitch (laughs) like I'm the fucking help and it's not that I have like a big I don't have a big ego at all like I I leave it at the door but it's like on some days like I'm really fed the fuck up like I'm like I've been doing this longer than more people than a lot of people my age and I'm not where I should be so am I sitting here like Am I sitting here and God's like punishing me because I left and I wasn't grateful for my opportunity? So now he's putting me back at sc- literally like half of square one or like what's really going on here? Because it's like my company helps people get jobs and internships and everybody's always asking like, well, why can't you help yourself? And I'm like, shit, like I, <laughs> I ask myself the same thing because it's it's frustrating
1: So I have to, I know what me, cause I felt the same way because although I don't have a lot of experience in my field, I, I know the talents that I possess right? and I know my capabilities and I know what I'm able to do and I know how strong I'm able to be if I'm pushed. And so I really had to think like, what am I doing or what am I not doing that's, is causing why I'm not seeing change. And so the best way I can explain it is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And I felt like I was being insane. Like I kept doing the same thing. Like I'm want different results. I want my talent and all this to blow up and be here and be there, but I'm not really doing anything different for me to, for that to happen. Like I'm in Florida. I've been in Florida for a long time. Nothing has come from Florida, so it's like, why wouldn't I just leave Florida? And even when I was like, okay, I'm making a move, I moved from one part of South Florida to another part of South Florida, as if that was going to give me different results, but it didn't. I'm still stuck, and so that's why I that's that's what caused me to realize I need to move. I need to move. I need to get myself out because I need to do something different. Because even though I am I made a small change, it's still the same outcome. And so I know, like, for me, because it's not for everybody. Like, I know we had London Seabreeze on the show before. And she said how she was able to create something for herself from her hometown. Right. But not everybody has that ability. And you have to see what your industry is where your industry is the most prosperous and where are the best places to be starting out in that industry. Because right. just because, yes, South Florida has a business or has, you know, is a a high market and it has a place for people to do things in my industry, that doesn't mean it's the best place to be starting out in that industry. That doesn't mean that it's the best place where I'm going to get the opportunities that I'm looking for in that industry. So I feel like you have to really see, okay, where am I going to get the most opportunity? Where is there going to be the most demand for people like me? Right. And that's how you need to make decisions. Yeah. And that's why my ass is taking my black ass to L.A. (laughs) (laughs) but i'm for (laughs) real because in los angeles they have even though there's a lot of people moving to la trying to fulfill their dreams right the thing is that's different from a lot of other cities there's also a lot of demand for people yeah they have it's not like there's more people than there are opportunities there's a lot of opportunities and there's some opportunities that you would never even imagine just because of the fact that California in general is such a liberal state and there are a lot of startups in California and there are a lot of things that start in California first before they spread out to the rest of the country. Yeah. So it's like there really is opportunity to match the demand. However, California is such a far reach for so many people and California is so expensive that people really think it's like not within something that they are actually able to do. So, yeah, so you have your frustrations then you have to make a decision on what you're going to do to make that change. Right. And then the next thing you do is you have to actually prepare and get yourself in a good position to move. So I know, like, when I told people I was moving, like when I told my grandma that I was moving to Los Angeles, first of all, she had a heart attack secondly not literally literally, (laughs) but she was like freaking out yeah and secondly she was like well do you have ten thousand dollars saved up you can't do nothing if you don't have ten thousand dollars saved up
0: jesus grandma right and i'm like
1: and do i have ten thousand dollars saved up hell fucking nah like i keep trying to tell people if you try to wait until you have a perfect situation to move into a perfect situation you're gonna forever be miserable because it doesn't exist. You can save until you're blue in the face. But, you know, then you total your car. Then you need to get all your tires get flat and you need to get four brand new tires. Then someone robs your house. Like, shit happens. As soon as you get start to get to where you want to be, something happens to push you back. And that's where you see your strength. Because you're either going to quit and be like, fuck this shit. Or you're going to be like, that's not going to stop me from accomplishing my goals so that's why I say you can't work for you can't wait for a perfect situation to move into a perfect situation because it's never going to happen right by wait until I had ten thousand dollars saved up first of all I don't make a I don't have the type of living and I don't have a living situation where I can save like that if I was living at home and you know I had a job that I was making like 45 plus whatever Um, and I didn't have to pay any bills like I didn't have to pay a car note I didn't pay car insurance like I didn't have to pay any bills then yes I could probably save ten thousand dollars in a short time span but that's not my life you know like I have bills I have to pay I I mean granted I do live at home right now and that's helping me with saving but I still gotta pay my dad for living at that house I'm not paying what I was but I'm still paying him something right and so it's like that's just not feasible The way I see it is you have to know yourself like I know I'm a hustler. I know I'm a finesser. I know that regardless of what position I'm in, I'm going to find a way to get out of it. So it's like, why would I be scared about moving somewhere and not having enough when I know whenever I have not had enough, I found a way to get it. Right. So it's like, what would make this any different? And then. I feel like I'm talking a lot. You got anything to say, Megan? No, I mean (laughs) I'm just so
0: interested because literally once a month I'm like freaking out. And I'm like I'm just about to start a new life. Like I even asked on Facebook. I'm like, did anybody ever just wake up and leave? People have yes, and that's what I found out. Like a bunch of people, like a bunch of my Facebook friends are like, yeah, one day I just got up and left. And
1: I'm thinking like, well, what did you do with your stuff? Or that's the thing you have. And that's (laughs) what I've learned. And I feel like. Anybody who knows me knows that I have been wanting to move to California. Right. Since my senior year of college, which was four years ago. So four years, I've had this like burden on me of something I wanted to do. And I keep, I kept deviating. I kept changing what I wanted, not changing what I wanted to do, but I kept changing how I was going to get to where I was going to go. Right. And it's like, but I still had California sitting on my shoulders. Yeah. And... Granted, for me, I'm in an opportunity where it would be stupid for me to not move, even though I don't have all my ducks in a row, even though I don't have $10,000 saved or anything near $10,000 saved. Like, it would be, this is the only time for me to do it because I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. You know, I don't have anything that's holding me to this area. Right. So it's like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to resent myself later. And that resentment is going to last me for the rest of my life because I'll always be wondering what if. And I was telling my grandma the other day, you know, because she was asking me, uh, what does your dad think about it? And I was like, you know, he's fine with it. And then I told her, I was like, you know, honestly, I'm at the point now where I don't need to ask permission. And I feel like that's the problem. I feel like when people make decisions too many times. They want people to be to be giving them the extra assurance. They want people to be like, yeah, do it. You can do it. But people are not as brave as you. And some people aren't brave. So some people, because they're scared and they don't have that, they're not as courageous as you are. They're going to be the ones to tell you, well, what about this? What about that? Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And now you're you're starting to get scared, too. And so. Once I learned that I don't need anyone's permission to leave, that, like, you know, I don't need anyone to give me the okay, I just have to be comfortable with my decision, like, that took another huge weight off of me, because it's like, fuck y'all, I'm out this bitch, like, right. and if you ain't with me, then you ain't with me, and if you with me, let's roll, Yeah. so you have to... Megan, you don't need permission <laughs> to change your life. If you want to make a change, change it.
0: Yeah, I. It's if you want to make
1: a world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change.
0: <laughs> woo,
1: um, woo! Sorry, it's just
0: scary. I like. I've never. I've never lived alone. My entire life, like so that that is something that scares me, and I'm like I'm scared, like. I'm not, like, scary, but I watch, like, a lot of movies and shit, like, first 48s and shit like that. And I, like, honestly, I kind of feel like I'm at a point where I need to kind of feel what it's like to live alone. Because I always feel, like, I've always made it or it's always been given to me that I have, like, some sort of safety net. Like, even when I went to Alabama... My godparents lived in that city. They have a big ass house so I was staying with them. I mean, granted if I would have stayed in Alabama longer for 6 months, I would have eventually got my own place, but it's like I feel like I may have kind of only went there because I knew there was somebody there who could like make sure I was okay or like I wouldn't be on the streets or anything like that. So I feel like I'm at
1: a point where I just I just well I'll say this. I um diamonds are made under pressure. Yeah. And you're not going to know what you're really made of. You're not going to know, you know, how you really shine. You're not going to know how strong you really are until you're under real life pressure. Right. And I felt like that was also a deciding factor in my move because like you, even though I've have gone through struggles and I have lived by myself, I still have always known that I've had the security of my family, you know, like you said, that safety net. I know that if I really fall on my ass, there will be someone to pick me up and not to say that I'm not strong or I, that I'm not independent. Right. But, you know, I kind of really want to see what I am made of. I really want to see like, you know, if I really am, you know, have my face up against the wall or back up against the wall, you know, shit really does hit the ceiling what am I really made of? Am I going to, you know, if fight or flight, like, am I going to fight or am I going to run? Like, like you were saying before, like yeah. I really want to know. And I feel like the only way I'll really see and be able to push myself and truly get out of my comfort zone is if I move to the place that I've always wanted to be, but I'm too scared to go to. Yeah. And that's L.A. And before I was thinking about moving to Atlanta. Right. But when I thought about it. If I move to Atlanta, I'm still going to have that same safety net. So even if I do struggle, I'm not going to really see my true strength. And I want to I wanna know what my true strength is. You know, I want to put myself under pressure and shine. Right. And I'm ready for that.
0: Damn, we'll just wrap it up then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really good. I like there's something inside of me saying like and I've been hearing it for like the past probably like five months that i just need to like make a
1: change well i'm telling you this i feel like you are in a place where i definitely was and where i still kind of am where it's like you kind of you you kind of want someone to tell you right like just what to do or just lay it out for you or you want someone to just tell you that like it's like you said you want permission but you know you, you you don't need permission Do just do what's best for you yeah. because that's how you end up living freely. Right. And that's how you end up living without regret and without resentment. Yeah. Because when you do something, you do it for somebody else and it doesn't work for you. You end up resenting that person and regretting that decision.
0: I know that's right. Amen.
1: And I want to say one more thing. My dad always tells me that I need a plan and plan is an acronym. P, you need to be prepared um, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, and not prepared in the sense where, like I was saying before, you need to have all your ducks in a row. You just need to be prepared for what may come your way and how to move accordingly and know that you'll be able to adapt. Right. Two, L is for the Lord. You can't, I mean, I don't know what you guys believe in, but
0: I, I believe in God and in
1: God. <laughs> And at the end of the day, I cannot do anything if the Lord is not on my side. And at the end of the day, if I'm not following his steps, I'm walking into the danger zone. So you have to make sure that the Lord is a part of your plan, is guiding you, and that you know you're aligning yourself with him so you could be covered and you can continue to be blessed. A is action. You know, you have to start taking action you have to start doing the research you have to start making the moves so you could be prepared and you have to just start doing it you can't just sit there and think about it you can't be in bed thinking in the shower you have to take action on your thoughts and in is now there's no like you can't do it you can't do it yesterday and you know you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen tomorrow so you got to do it now there's no better time than the present so do it now plan
0: that's a word that'll get me through the week. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for me because I know, I know something's gonna happen. I'm gonna start a new life soon. You're gonna see me. I'm gonna be like in Alaska or somewhere. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But uh, I just I can feel it, so I'm excited. Well. Those are the complications of starting a new life. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe our podcast with your friends and family. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at IJC Podcast305. You can find me everywhere at Meg Talks. That's M E A G T A L K S.
1: And you can find me at It's just Toya, I T S J-U-S-T-T-O-Y-A. Follow your girl. All right.
0: That's episode 14. Have a good one.
1: You don't need permission, bitches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye.